You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, the Kings postgame show, the game is almost over, although you could make the argument this game was over about an hour ago when uh, the Kings just destroyed the Houston Rockets in the third quarter. Great to have you with us here on the postgame show on YouTube. The uh, Sacramento Kings uh, just absolutely destroying uh, the Houston Rockets tonight, as they should have. You know, really the story, uh, the third quarter scoring, uh, 43 to 26. The Kings blew out the Rockets in that third quarter. Again, 43 to 26. It was 36 32 after one. The Kings by four. The Rockets outscored the Kings by one in the second. So a three point game into the half, a high scoring game of uh, 69 to 66. All right. And then the Kings just came out and blew their doors off in the third, outscoring the Rockets 43 226. And that was your ball game. Again, uh, the Kings are going to go to five games over 500 for the first time since 2006. How about that? Kings post game show will officially be uh, starting as soon as we hear the final horn and they can light the beam. Uh, the Kings will go on the road now five games over 500. All right. Five games over 500. You know, as far as the defense goes, you know, when you know that you are going to handle a team pretty easily when you start a game, the defense can get a little lackadaisical. I would agree with that, all right? Um, they didn't have one of their best players tonight in Porter Jr. Uh, yep, light the beam. I do think the Kings played better tonight. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, you know, the the refs are very ticky-tack on those ejections, you know, so I understand where you're going from. Good to see you, too. Great to have you here on the stream. But, you know, the bottom line is we know the Kings' defense is not very good, and regardless of what happened tonight, we were not going to change our opinion on the Sacramento defense. Well, at least I wasn't. I don't know about you, but there was nothing that I was uh, going to add that would change my opinion on the Kings' defense. The Kings' defense stinks, all right? We know that, all right? We know that. Their defense is terrible. Tonight's game does not change how they play defensively. Yeah, Harrison Barnes has looked good. I would agree with that. So 139 to 113 final seconds of this contest, and uh, Sacramento will go to five games over 500, as we said, uh, for the first time since 2006. Really, nothing bad in this game. You know, you can nitpick a little bit that the score was 69-66 at the half, and how can you allow such a bad team to score 66? I just think the Kings fall into bad habits. Uh, again, I can nitpick a little bit on Keegan Murray, only played 20 minutes, 
did not shoot the ball well, one of five from distance, had only three rebounds. You know, I can nitpick a little bit with that. But, uh, again, not too much more than that. So, you know, the Kings are going to go to five games over 500, and that is a positive. You know, if Sabonis had not been able to play through this, Anita, the Kings would maybe have one, maybe two wins since then. All right? So thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. My buddy texted me that I'm looking good watching from uh, beautiful Cali. Take the glasses off for you, all right? How's that? You know, that way I don't have the sophisticated look. I, I don't want to, you know, bother you with that, all right? But anyway, uh, the Kings do uh, get the job done tonight. Five games over 500, road games coming up at San Antonio and at the LA Lakers. In a moment, we'll bring Ryan in from uh, Sacktown. We'll get his take on this game tonight. Remember, starting against San Antonio, we're going to go in a five-game increment. All right, we're going to grade each individual player after the five games. We're going to grade the team after five games. And we're going to utilize the Super Chat. And whoever makes the largest donation during that five-game stretch will join Ryan and I right here on YouTube Live for the post-game show. So all good, all right? All good, all good. Um, well, I don't know what to tell you. They shouldn't have fired me. I didn't fire myself. They fired me, all right? Yeah, we're going to start doing some halftime shows. No question about that. We will. I've gotten a very good response. People wanting a halftime show will not be for the Spurs game because it's in the middle of all the NFL games, and I don't want to start that until the Lakers game. So during the Lakers game, we'll do a halftime show, and we'll do the postgame show. And that means that you get a chance to see more of Ryan in Sacktown. How are you, buddy? Doing great. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing good. You know what? 139 to 114, the final. Uh, yeah, it was a high-scoring shootout in the first half. Uh, the Kings blew their doors out in the third quarter. They never looked back. And back-to-back uh, -back easy wins against a bad team. You know, they're the worst team in the NBA. you got to take the worst teams in the NBA, and you have to bury them. And the Kings buried this team tonight. Yeah, exactly, Grant. They uh, handled their business. And yep. um, they in this game, they didn't look back once they had the big third quarter. They kept the pressure on. They moved the ball excellent tonight. 34 assists. Um, what more can you say? I mean, they took yep. care of it. Now it's on to San Antonio. Yeah, and again, they didn't have Kevin Herter for the second game in a row. Houston was uh, Kevin Porter Jr. And uh, again, there was nothing really to nitpick in this game too much about. I mean, you could get a little bit of the first half. Gee, how do they allow uh, the Houston Rockets to score 66? I just think this team knows that they can beat Houston at any point that they want to during the course of a game, and they played like it. But offensively, one thing we have learned in the two games this year that were played in the last 48 hours, Ryan, the Rockets can't stop the Kings. The Rockets know that, and the Kings know that. Yeah, you're right, Grant. They can't stop them, especially when you're shooting over or 50% from behind the arc. Um, yep. And they were getting whatever they want. Harrison Barnes, I thought, played excellent tonight. He has been playing really well the last yeah. uh, week or so. So, And we got Jay rubbing it in for Maui, you know, letting everyone know on the screen <laughs> here, another win while watching in Maui. Jay, you know what? You got a lot of people pissed off at you right now, okay? There you go. But you know what? Well, we're happy you're having a good time. You deserve it, my friend. And I hope you yes, and uh, everyone's having a great time over there. So good job. Uh, yeah, the Warriors did kick the uh, butts of the Spurs tonight in front of that big crowd at the Alamo Dome. I don't know why they made such a big deal about the attendance at the Alamo Dome. Who cares, really? Uh, the Warriors put 144 on the board, and that's who the Kings play next, the San Antonio Spurs. So, you know, again, you can't take anybody lightly if you're the Kings, but you do have an opportunity to go six games over 500 on the road against a team that you're significantly better than. Yes, you do, Grant. And six games over 500 is something they haven't done all season. So yep. that's been kind of that magic number. So we'll see if they can get over that. They should handle their business. They're 500 on the road right now, 9-9. Nine nine. 
So uh, I look for them to hopefully get the dub in that one, but it won't be in front of 68,000 fans. I no, know that. no, it won't. Uh, thank you very much for the donation via the Super Chat. Actually, the Kings haven't been uh, five games over 500 since 2006. Think about that. This is the first time they've been five games over 500 since uh, 2006. Yes, the uh, Clippers did watch, uh, did lose to the Nuggets. I was watching that game. It was close for a while, and then uh, the Nuggets pulled away. You know, the Clippers are struggling big time, boy. They are really struggling. You know, there's a lot of separation now between the Kings and the teams that are, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10. So that's a real positive uh, as well. That is a big time positive. No doubt. Uh, for a bunched up Western Conference, see a little bit of separation. That's why it's so important that the Kings yeah. got these two games against Houston. Let us know where you're watching. If you're not in California, we would love to know uh, where you are. We're in the last uh, several shows, we've been represented over in Asia. We've been represented over in Europe. Uh, Australia has chimed in. Fiji has chimed in. So we're happy to have everybody, regardless of whether you're watching in the good old U.S. of A. or if you are abroad watching on uh, any corner of the globe. We're happy to have you right here uh, on YouTube, on Periscope, and on Facebook Live. Uh, is 46 wins a reasonable goal? All right, well, let's talk about that. We're at the halfway sure. point right now, all right? So the Kings are at the halfway point, and they're five games over 500. At the halfway point, they're 23 and 18. They have a lot of road games coming up. They also have a lot of road games against teams that are above them in the standings coming up. Yeah. They have had a lopsided schedule right now. They've played, I think, five more games at home than they have on the road, although the Kings have been pretty good this year on the road at nine and nine, but that's not a lot of road games at the halfway point. Do I think that that's obtainable? No, I don't. Not playing defense like this with the caliber of competition that they have coming up, I do not think that 46 wins is obtainable. That's just my opinion. When I say it's not obtainable, obviously it is. I don't think the Kings will get there. Um, I, I think 46 would be the absolute max. I, I don't see them getting there either, Grant. Um, they haven't seen the Mavericks one time this season yet. That's one team that we do yep. need to talk about. Um, and on top of that, they do have a tough stretch at the end of the season. And the biggest do. thing of all, what do we always talk about? Staying Injury. healthy. You can't yep. project if they're going to be healthy. So 46 is probably a reach. Yeah, I, I would think it's going to be highly unlikely that, again, Sacramento is going to continue – this season without a significant injury. Now you can say Sabonis had a significant injury. Not really. Significant injuries are injuries that take players off the floor. Fox has missed three games. Herter's missed a couple games. But other than that, this team's been very healthy. If that continues, maybe. But I think it's unlikely that the luck on the injury front will continue. But 139, 114. I'm going to make a comment here. I still think this was a, a unsuccessful homestand. All right. You started yes. off with a bad team in Atlanta that had lost four in a row. They beat you. You then played the Lakers next. They were playing their third game in four nights and played the night before, and they scored 136 points against you. Then you beat a horrible team in Orlando and an even worse team in Houston. So I'm going to say I'm going to grade this homestand as a C-. minus. All right? I'm grading this homestand as a C-. minus. I was thinking of giving it a D, but – they did win the last three. I don't think this was a good homestand. Give me your take on that. Yeah, Grant. Um, I'm right with you. I would probably give it a D plus because we're 41 games into the season now, and they should not have started off the homestand the way that they did, and especially right. the way they started it off. That was not other teams beating the Kings. That was the Kings beating the Kings with inconsistent play, just not hustling, making bad decisions. 
Um, but this team does play well with their back against the wall and they salvaged it and they found a way to win the games that they were needed to win at the end of it. But yep. still three and three, although it's average, uh, the way they played it, I can't give them a C. I can't give them a C minus. It's got to be below average. All right. Kings fan visiting from Texas. Tons of Dubs fan in San Antonio today. Yes, there were a lot of Warriors fans uh, all over the place. Absolutely. Uh, I always keep it real. Absolutely. That's the only way I know. And uh, that's the way I will continue until when <laughs> I don't do this uh, anymore. So, again, uh, the Lakers are playing better. They did lose that amazing game last night in double overtime to Dallas. We know they scored 136 against the Kings uh, a couple of nights ago. But first things first, uh, you've got San Antonio. Oh, Dobro Utro from Serbia. Oh, that means Serbia. That means good morning over in Serbia. I think I said that right. Did I say that right? Dobro Utro, good morning. Please let me know if I said that right or if I need to go take some Serbian lessons, all right? Let me know. Let me know. How great is that we got Serbia? Serbia is such a phenomenal country. They are basketball crazy over there. I had such a phenomenal experience in a week of September in 2007. It was absolutely great. Dobro Utro, thank you very much for that. Really appreciate that, you know? I haven't said that in a while, so I'm happy that my old dementia memory brain still works. I shouldn't say dementia. I don't have <laughs> dementia yet. At least I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. Grant yeah, International. Grant International. Ryan's Ryan's with That's me, right. so international uh, as well. It's good stuff. You know, good stuff. All right, now here we go again. No doubt. Connor says NBA League Pass audio is ten bucks for the year. You can pause it, sing it up with the TV broadcast. It's the way to go. Whatever you like. There's a lot of options out there in this technologically advanced world. And so whatever you want to go. Well, I have huge respect for everybody over in Serbia. I had one of the best weeks of my life over there. It was incredible. I can't just even begin to tell you how nice uh, the fans were, how much knowledge they have of the NBA, and how they really arrange their schedules to watch NBA games early into the morning. So I have uh, much respect for everyone over in Serbia, and it's great that you are joining us here uh, on the postgame. Kings win 139 to uh, 114, and they are now five games over 500. And again, yes, I would agree with you. They still are allowing too much scoring in the paint. And yes, I would agree with you that that is an issue, and it will be very interesting to see if Monty McNair tries to fix that aspect of his team before the trade deadline. Yeah, if he does, I, I don't think it's going to be anything long-term, Grant, or anything that's going to break up the core of this team that they have right now. Um, but you're going to expect this all season with the rebounding and you know the problems inside because they are small. There's no way to get around it. They are small inside. So I think that this is probably, unless they can get a good player that fits the build, they're probably going to go with what they have. All right. Again, if you want to hit us up on the uh, – all right, let me, let me just – Take care of this right now. I wouldn't trade. Yeah. Okay. I want you to hear me on this. Okay. I wouldn't trade my best G League player for DeMarcus Cousins. And I'm going to tell you why. If you have DeMarcus Cousins, you have a dysfunctional locker room. You have a player that is going to curse at the coach and disrespect the coach in front of the players. He did it to every single coach here, including Michael Malone. Michael Malone's father, Brendan Malone, quit his job as an assistant before the season began, because he saw what a nightmare this was going to be, and he didn't want to be a part of it, okay? So I wouldn't trade the team's best G League player who has a shot 
I'm talking about a two-way player. I wouldn't trade a two-way player for Cousins unless I don't give a damn about team chemistry, functionality, and cohesiveness in a locker room. I hope that answers your question. And I really mean that. That's the truth. Uh, all right. What do you think of the ejections? I, listen, I understand how the officials are calling this now. I get that. Uh, here's something else. You're not privy to what is being said on the floor. You're watching what's on the floor, but you're not hearing what's on the floor. And sometimes the words are excessive to a point where the officials don't have a choice. So I hope that answers your question. Without hearing it, yes, it did look a little over the top to me. Yeah, it, it was, but it, it went on a little longer than it should have. My first reaction was, is anybody coming off the bench? That was the first thing, but um, it was unnecessary. There, there was no reason Malik needed to bump or pop the ball out of the guy's arm at that point, especially up that many points. If you're playing a good team in a close game, that's something that can change the course of yeah. the game. So um, we'll see what the fallout is from there. and probably shouldn't be much. All right, I want to let everyone know that beginning against the Spurs, and I know it's a football weekend, but I will come on and do a YouTube show with Ryan if you're available after the Spurs game. It probably won't be very long, all right, but I'm going to do it. And starting on that game against the Spurs, we'll start our Super Chat, and whoever makes the largest donation in the five games will join Ryan and I right here on the following post-game show on YouTube Live. If your schedule... All right. If your schedule does not allow you to come on for that game, we'll work around your schedule and you can come on when it's available. And then we'll start another five game session right then. So that's going to start against the Spurs. Looking forward to it. And uh, it's all good. Well, you know, I don't know uh, about cage to K. I know right now I got a couple of thousand people on my various platforms. And so I'm, I'm grateful to each and every one of you. And I want you to know that seriously, I'm grateful. Ryan is grateful. We are so happy that you have found us and we get new uh, viewers every day that so, wow, I didn't know you were doing this. So this is going to continue to build uh, beginning next week with the Lakers game. I'll come on and do a halftime show with Ryan if you're available. And if not, I'll do it solo and then we'll come on right after the game. So really excited about what the second half of the season is going to look like for the Kings and most importantly, you, the fans. And I've, I've said this and I'm going to keep on saying this. I don't root for the Kings the way I used to. All right. I, I think you can understand the dynamic there. And if you can't, I don't know if I can put it in the words to make you understand. So it's not important whether you understand how I feel about the team. What I've said, and I'm going to continue to say is I'm genuinely excited for you. All right. That's why I'm coming on with Ryan and doing so many shows here on YouTube. I think it's great. All right, you have not had any reason to get excited since 2006. Many of you have sons and daughters that are on their way to college that have not yet seen the team in the playoffs, okay? Or maybe you yourself, you're watching right now, and you have no memory of the Kings in the playoffs. Maybe you weren't alive. Maybe you were two years old or three years old or four years old. So I want you to know that I, I think this is awesome for you. I think it's awesome how so many people are getting excited about the light, the beam and getting involved. And, you know, we're seeing the, the crowds get larger at the Golden One Center. I, I think it's great for you. OK, so, you know, people keep on asking me how I feel and gee, isn't it great? I don't look at the team the same way you look at it anymore. All right. I just want you to understand that I don't root for the team to lose, but I don't sit here in the living room with the games on with my pom poms. Does that make sense to you? 
Uh, if, if not, I don't know how else to explain it. But I am genuinely excited for you, the fan. You deserve this. You absolutely deserve this. More Grant Ryan. You're going to get more Grant Ryan uh, starting next week. And we're very happy that you're joining us here on YouTube. Ryan, what do you think, buddy? We're going to roll. Loving it, Grant. And I think we're ready to roll. We're going to pump it out if you guys want to be here. And um, I think speaking as a Kings fan, getting to now have a relevant team or a team that's been more relevant than any Kings team in the past probably 10 years at this point mm -hmm. and having you to come to and listen to and get analysis along with it has made it that much more exciting for everybody on here and anybody that's listening to your platforms. Well, I still have a lot of friends that work for the organization. I root for them. I still have contacts with a lot of coaches, uh, both outside of the organization and some within the organization. I still maintain contact with most of the broadcasters around the league. So I'm dialed in. I know what's going on. I'm getting good information. And so even though I'm not working for the team anymore, uh, I still have uh, a lot of info that I think I can pass on. 21 years old, I have zero recollection of the team being a playoff team. Well, there you have it. And that, see, I'm happy for you. That's I'm happy for you. I think that's phenomenal. I really do. I think that is absolutely phenomenal. Really do. Isn't that great? Oh, it's great. And it's making me feel old, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I listened to the G-Man on radio while watching with no volume on TV, and I was behind and not live, but I'm okay with it. I can't listen to Canadian Jones and disrespect he has. Well, you know, his nationality should not be in that sentence. It doesn't matter whether he's from Canada or the United States or Japan or wherever, okay? Just he's a, he's a person. We don't have to, you know, call him Canadian, whatever, right? I, I don't think that's proper. I really don't. Because to me, uh, you're sliding Canadians by making that reference. You don't have to make a reference like that. It's not proper. It just isn't. All right, 139 to 114, uh, the Kings win. Uh, that fourth quarter was very, or excuse me, the third quarter tonight, Ryan, was very similar to the fourth quarter 48 hours ago. Yeah, it was, Grant. Absolutely. Um, except it was Terrence Davis taking over in the third and fourth quarter rather than um, Trey Lyles. But yeah, it was a big quarter for him. Uh, the other night it was 41 to 20 in the fourth tonight. The third was the difference maker, but you know, they let them meddle around a little bit the other night tonight. They just put the pedal down and said, that's it. Bula to all the Fijians out there. Bula, Bula. and uh, Finaka for following us here on uh, YouTube. Thank you very much. Appreciate all of the uh, comments and Fox has been unbelievable. I think that and I read a stat. He's been the most clutch player in the NBA in the fourth quarter this year. Yep. Yeah, he. I, I I didn't see that stat, but he was in the top four the last time that I checked. You know, I think they call it the hero stat, which I was not even aware they had it. They have, I guess, they have stats for everything now. What time you get to the arena? Everything. How many steps are you walking from the locker room out onto the court? Uh, when you do get onto the court, uh, how many steps are you taking during the warm up? I mean, they they keep their stat on everything, so I guess that's yeah. not surprising. You know. Oh, look at this. Yeah. We got Brisbane, Australia, uh, chiming in. How about that? Oh, going to Sydney later. How long, no. of a drive is that? how long of a drive is that, Carl, from Brisbane to Australia? I'd be curious how long of a drive is that. And then you got the Australian Open starting in Melbourne, I believe. So uh, we got a lot of things going on down under. Great stuff. Great stuff. Absolutely. Unless the Australian Open's already started and I'm behind schedule. But I wonder how long of a drive that is from Brisbane. It's a, uh, let's see here. Um, well, I'll wait. We'll wait for him to get back to us. That's great. You know? Awesome. Good stuff.
Good stuff, Grant. We gotta we gotta get a little map that we can put on the screen and just drop a little yeah. pin for every country that showed up on the show. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's about ten hours. Uh, it's summertime down in Australia right now, so uh, I would imagine the weather is uh, rather warm. So, Carl, uh, we wish you a safe journey, and thank you so much for checking us out right here. Yes, I will give you an update on the lawsuit is ongoing. Uh, we're waiting for a ruling on a motion from the judge. So we've taken a little bit of a pause, but it is ongoing. We've had several depositions and I cannot wait until you are made aware about the people that were deposed and what they said. I think you're going to find it very interesting. I'll just leave it at that. I think you're going to find it very, very interesting. All right. Again, Grant Napier, Ryan in Sacktown. See, I don't even, I do know Ryan's last name, but we don't call, you know, Ryan by his last name. We just go by Ryan in Sacktown. His last name could be Smith. It could be Jones. It could be Rashad. You know, it could be Mosum's gone. It could be like, you know, well, we don't know. All right. We just know. All right. No. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Grant, what do you think about um, Coach Brown leaving the starters in until about four minutes left tonight? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it when he left Sabonis in for the Washington game and he injured his thumb in a game that was over. So I'm not a fan of that. Uh, and you know what? If Fox gets hurt or, you know, whomever gets hurt in that situation, then what are you going to be saying? Right. The game's over. Yeah. I would have I would have not had any of my starters on the floor uh, at any point under eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I probably maybe I probably would have had him on shortly after the monk skirmish and then got him out right after that steady the boat. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you're not a playoff team until you make the playoffs. All right. So, again, I, I want you to understand. I understand the excitement and I'm not saying don't be excited, but you're not in the playoffs until you're in the playoffs. And I, I keep saying this and I hope it doesn't happen. But if De'Aaron Fox or DeMontis Sabonis miss any significant time, this team's going to have a very difficult time winning games. They just are. I don't know if they'll be as bad as the Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker, but they'll be in that area. They'll be in that neighborhood, in my opinion. Yeah, it's something we don't want to see, Grant. That is 100% yeah. for sure. But if we are going to see it, knock on wood, I, I think Sabonis is the more valuable player that would hurt the Kings more. I think it would be easier to not replace, but – carry on without De'Aaron. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I saw there was one story national about De'Aaron's wife. I don't have a problem with it. You know, we live in a world of social media. We live in a world of people wanting to have more information on players' lives behind the scenes. And I don't know what you're referring to as you're watching a basketball game. In my opinion, when I'm watching a game, there's no place for that. All right. In my opinion, if you want to do a, a, a story, a magazine feature, or you want to do a TV story that is run on a non-game night, I don't have a problem with that. Or if you want to run it during halftime, I don't have a problem with that. I don't want to have to be having that discussed in the middle of a game. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't know if that was the case tonight. I don't watch the Kings feed. I have not watched the Sacramento Kings game and one of their feeds. Uh, well, never. I've never watched the Sacramento Kings feed because I'm either on it or – since I'm not on it anymore, I've never watched it, so I can't really comment on that. Is that was they were they doing that tonight during the game? Uh, I did not see it. If they were, yeah. they weren't. I was not watching the feed. You know, as far as Mark Jones goes, I'll tell you what. Why don't and I agree with you. I agree with your your message. 
Why don't you go up and tell him that when you go to the game? Why don't you call the Kings and complain then about his social media uh, post and how absurd and hypocritical he is? He's one of the most hypocritical people that I've seen on social media. It's disgraceful, the stuff that he puts out on social media. But instead of telling me, who I'm just you know an independent contractor, my boss is Grant Napier, why don't you contact people that might be able to help you with your complaints? Because I don't really care. I've made my opinion known on Mark. I think his social media activity is borderline racism. I think it is condescending. I think it is hypocritical. I think it is disgusting. I think it is demeaning. And I'm blown away by it, to be honest with you. I'm blown away that only Jason Anderson of the Sacramento Bee is the only one with the guts to write a story on it. And that was recently. Nobody else in Sacramento wants to go near it. Nobody else wants to touch it. Why is that? Don't ask me that. I don't work for the Sacramento Kings anymore. You'll have to ask somebody else, okay? That is that is something that I, I can't answer. I see your messages. I see how you feel. But take it up with somebody other than me. I'll just leave it at that, all right? All right. Uh, well, here's what I said. I said that it wouldn't matter who the owner was, whether it was James Dolan or Vivek Ranadive. I said if the Kings start winning, nothing will matter. Fans will go back to the games. And that's exactly what's happened. All right. Uh, well, you don't have to apologize to me. You can just say um, no problem. You don't have. Uh, don't worry about apologizing to me. You don't have to apologize to me. And as far as Monty McNair goes, don't. Monty McNair has a contract. All right. Can we stop with him getting an extension? He is under contract. Okay. Why is it that we think that everyone that's under contract with a year remaining automatically deserves to get an extension? Why are we talking about this? Don't worry about it. Okay, at the end of the season, sit down and give him a deal. I said, wait till the All-Star break. I said, if the Kings were in good shape in the All-Star break, start working on it then. I said that back in the offseason. I said that when the Kings got off to their star. I said, wait until at least the All-Star break. I don't understand why people are so wrapped up in this. There's no need to give Monty McNair a new deal in the middle of the season. Start talking about it after the All-Star break. I've been very consistent on that. I don't know why this is such a big deal for so many people. Well, Grant, let me give you the fan side of things. I mean, the front office has been dysfunctional. Let's put it, you've said it numerous times already. So we actually have something good in Monty McNair. And he, it, well, I should say ownership has been dysfunctional. But we have something good with Monty. He's been calculated. He's turned this team around with a lot of the moves that none of us thought about. And they don't want to see him walk. And any owner would see that especially with the king's history lately and for whatever reason they feel like something could set up where monty would go and that's where i think if monty mcnair is pursued by another team and leaves that tells me he didn't want to really be here in the first place and that he doesn't want to continue on here why if you're monty mcnair ask me this question answer this question why would you leave this is your baby you put it together Okay, you have a chance to do something that this franchise has not done since 2006. Why would you leave? Why would you look at other jobs? Explain that to me. Well, granted, it's not that he would be looking for other jobs, but if somebody comes and offers him twice the money and... Okay, let's say Bob Myers. Okay, Bob Myers, go ahead. Okay, let's say Bob Myers steps away or, you know, they decide to get rid of him. They're going to pay you twice the money and you've already got that framework. Yeah, you have to deal with, you know, signing Draymond and all that, you know. Then pay Bob Myers twice the money to come work for you and be reunited with Mike Brown. 
Okay. But it's it speaks to the king saying, why do you not just take care of the good thing that you have now? And I think that is what they're worried about. I don't think there's any worry, really, because what you said, he has, for all appearances, the most autonomy out of any general manager in the Vivek era right now. And he's done a good job. And this is his baby. And I see him continuing here. And you're not hearing anything from Monty about being worried about an extension or frustration. So that should tell the fans something right there. He's not worried okay. about it. Let's well, first of all, how do you know how do you know that they're not talking about a new deal right now? How do you know that there's not conversations going exactly. on with Monty? Yeah, we don't know. So I just I just think right. while the team is winning and the team is playing so well, don't worry about it. Okay, these things always take care of themselves. Okay. And again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Okay. I I I I don't worry about things like that. I just don't. I think that we make too much out of that. Again, he's under contract. He is fulfilling his duties. And generally speaking, okay, not always, generally speaking, you don't wait until the contract expires on the last day, but you start working on it right. a couple of months before it does expire. And that could be something that they're doing right now. Exactly right, Grant. So I think it it's a moot point at this point. And if anything comes out that worries fans, then you can pick up the discussion. Then. But everything seems to be good in front office at this point. You know, as far as, you know, the Warriors GM does not have a long-term contract. Again, I, I'm not worried about it. I, I'm really not. I, I'm not worried about it. Uh, the, 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 here, here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about this team with 41 games left, getting through this second right. half of the season healthy like they were in the first 41 games. That, to me, is the biggest concern of this team. Monty McNair right now is not the biggest concern on this team. The biggest concern on this team right now is the continued health of De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. Because if either one of them are off the court for any period of time, then things are going to look a lot different in Sacramento. So that that's that's my opinion. I'm not worried about Monty McNair's contract. And again, they may be they may be negotiating a deal behind the scenes, and we don't know about it. All mm -hmm. right. So you know, there you go. And thank you very much for your donation via the super chat. Uh, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Now, you know, if you get to a point where at the end of the season, Monty McNair leaves. And he says, well, you know, the reason why I left was I felt disrespected that I wasn't, you mm -hmm. know, compensated for what then then, then we have a problem. But I, I don't think we're going to get to that point. I really don't. And again, I also believe that Monty McNair wouldn't want to leave. Why would he want to leave? He put this team together. It's his baby. And he has a chance to do something special here. Why would he leave? And again, I don't think money would be an issue. The Kings would probably just pay him more and keep him happy. So again, I'm not that worried about it. I'm really not. Yeah. I, I think the only reason that he would, or the only conceivable reason that he would leave would be if, you know, the owner starts butting in a little bit too much. Like, well, he does that. I mean, and, and that, that is going on as we speak. Uh, yes. Vivek knows no other way. He's continuing to meddle. I have a lot of contacts with the team that have uh, confirmed that. All right. I also have people that are not with the team that are still in touch with uh, certain individuals that have confirmed that he has not changed. He's still meddling. Uh, he's still, you know, a pain in the ass to a lot of people, but you know, he's the owner and you have to put up with that. If you don't want to deal with it, then you don't work for the Kings, you know? All right. So here we go. Very good. Let's give midterm grades. I would give this team an A. I'd give them a Kings midterm grade as an A. And I'm doing that based on a couple of things. I'm doing it based on expectations. 
I'm doing it based on the, the record and the standings. So to me, I'm giving them an A in the first half of the season. What about you? I am giving them a B plus because, okay. you know, we the Kings are going to have some off nights. Every team in the NBA will have off nights. But I feel like there has just been a few too many of those against teams that they should have beat flat out, especially okay. at home. But uh, nine and nine on the road, uh, five games over 500, certainly far beyond anybody's expectations yep. at this point. Um, the fact that Sabonis is even on the floor right now with that injury, and he was yep. able to play through it. And we're talking about two all-stars possibly. So B plus, solid B plus. Okay. And I, 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 regard, I should say I re- minuses and pluses. I'll change my grade to an A minus. So I'll give them a 90 or a 91 on a scale of one to a hundred. Okay. Is that all right? Okay. I'm gonna, you're giving them around uh, an 86, 87, 88. I'm giving them a 90 or a 91. That's where I'm at. Yep. Okay. But I you're think right. that's you, fair. You make a good point. You make a great point. Home losses to Charlotte, home loss to Washington, home loss to Atlanta. You know, I, I, I get that. That's fair. That's fair. And I think that B plus, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Let's hope we can give him an A, A uh, plus going into the second half. <laughs> all right. If I told you right now, all right, that the Kings yep. will be the eighth seed in the West, meaning that they would have to be in the play-in mm-hmm. or the seventh seed. So if I told you right now, the Kings, I'm going to give it to you right now. The Kings are either going to be seven or eight. Thank you very much for the donation. We greatly appreciate that, Jeff. Right now, without playing another game, I'm telling you right now, the Kings are going to be the seventh seed in the West or the eighth seed in the West. Right now, today, would you take that? Taking it all day, every day. Me too. Uh, Me too. This this team is still very young uh, with the inconsistency with the bench, the fact that we rely on offense and shooting to win games. Yeah. Um, I 100% would take that, especially Me with too. Denver looking – to be the one seed yep. um, at this point. How about you, Grant? I would take a seventh or eighth seed right now, and I'll meet you in April in the first round of the playoffs. Eduardo from Chile, how are you, sir? We're great to have you hey, on. Hey, hola. But, yeah, absolutely, I would do that. So it's going to be fun. I'll tell you this, the next 41 games, uh, it's going to be unbelievable, all right? going to be really fun. It's going to be rather, rather fun. John says he'd rather play out the season. All right, fair enough, no problem. Fair. I, I, yeah, we're, we're all good with that. Um, really got a lot of people watching on the stream tonight. Really happy that uh, everyone is joining us. 139 to 114. All right, so this is a very good one. Midterm grade for De'Aaron Fox. I'll let you go first. Uh, midterm grade for De'Aaron. I'm going to give De'Aaron a B plus. Uh, everybody's going to look at that period of time in which he struggled after he was named Conference Player of the Month. But the reality is he was also playing Please. through an injury. And NBA player, oh, conference player of the week. Excuse me, stinking and Keegan. Um, so I, I, he played through that, and he has really taken his game to the next level. Yes, there has been some inconsistencies with him. Would we like to see a little bit more balancing with the rebounds and assists? Sure, taking care of the ball a little bit more. Sure, but you can say that about every point guard. But um, the fact that we're talking about him being in Utah, possibly. Definitely a B plus. How about you, Grant? Uh, I'm giving him between an A minus and an A. Uh, he played through a bone bruise on his knee, only missed two games, 
So I give him credit for trying to gut it out. We just went over his fourth quarter stats, which I think he's got the best in the NBA. He's been clutch. He has carried this team on his back in the fourth quarter in many games. We are talking about him as an all-star this year, right now, in the middle of January. So for me, I'm giving him between an A- and an A. He's right in there to me. Yep, and that's completely fair. I I can see that graded out there, too. All right. Uh, I think there's one we could agree. (laughs) Oh, I think there's one that we could agree on, and we can probably say it at the same time. If I said Sabonis, you would say? A+. A plus, yeah. Just like this. Sea dog, exactly. A plus. That's exactly right. Nothing yeah. less than an A plus. How would you give him anything less than an A plus? No, they'd be impossible. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing uh, in Sabonis' game where, and he got off to a slow start, and a lot of people were, you know, jumping all over the Halliburton trade again. Halliburton's having a hell of a season. Unfortunately, he's hurt right now. This has been a really good trade for both teams. So we'll see. Uh, But I think that Sabonis, he's really been responsible for turning this franchise around. I don't think there's any question about that. 139 or 114. uh, All right. So what about other grades? All right. Uh, I don't miss Buddy Heald. I don't miss Buddy Heald. All right. Let's go over some of the players. All right. Because we're getting so many uh, messages. Let's start with the coach, Mike Brown. Uh, what are you giving Coach Brown? Solid A. Uh, Mike Brown has brought in a sense of stability. These players trust him. He's not afraid to coach them, and the players aren't afraid to be – or the players let him coach them. Um, certainly, he has the pedigree uh, with Steve Kerr. Defense is what he's preached, but let's be real. This offense has been absolutely incredible for the Kings. Um, so – uh, I, I, a across the board for him. All right, I'm going to give him an 85. So, you know, that's right between a B and a B plus, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive-minded coach, and this team is pathetic defensively. That's number one. Number two, he's the coach for a team that has some awful losses at home. And I think that directly is in line with the coach. I don't like that. So I'd probably give him – there's room for improvement there. Defensive coach, horrible defense, bad home losses. For that reason, I'm giving him about an 85. Fair. Fair. Let me ask you right. this, Grant. Yep. Do you do you think Mike needs to tweak the defensive system around the players he has? Do you think that could be part of the issue that we see on defenses or on defense? Not, not in the middle of the season. I think it would be too challenging to do that. And I'm not sure how you would do that. I think that's an excellent question. Uh, it's a very fair question. All right, let's move on to some of the other starters. All right. So we All gave right. De'Aaron Fox, you gave him a B plus. I gave him an A minus. Let's get to Kevin Herter. Okay. How about you start off this time? I'm going to give Kevin Herter a B plus. I think he's been really, really good. He did go through a little bit of a slump, but I think he's given this team a lot of moxie in the backcourt. And I hear, here's the other aspect that I really like about this, Ryan. He's been a really good backcourt mate with De'Aaron. They feed off each yes. other very well, and I think that's a real positive. So I'm going to give him a B plus. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Grant. I'm going to give him a B plus because we know about Kevin's shooting, but 
he has he's just a great basketball player. He he's one of those guys that you need to have on a successful team that just does a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, he's scrappy and you know he's a smart basketball player and he has meshed very well with uh, De'Aaron Fox. And he went through a slump shooting, but it didn't. What I yep. didn't. What I really liked is he didn't stop shooting. He kept playing his game, and that's what shooters need to do. So B plus for Kevin. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, want to let you know, we are coming to you thanks to New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. And remember, they're available 24-7. That's New Works Plumbing, sacserviceplumbing.com. All right, let's go along to some of the other starters. How about Harrison Barnes? Yep. Harrison Barnes. Um, you know, that's a tough one, Grant. I'm going to give Harrison an 81%. Okay. Harrison has really come on as of late. I think that he is a role model for the young guys, a good example for the team when they get a little bit out of control and shooting the three ball a little quick. Who's the one King that's taking the ball inside and drawn contact. It's Harrison Barnes, um, mm-hmm. consummate professional. Um, you know, so I, I think that he is so important to what they do. So that's my grade for him. All right. I'm giving uh, Harrison Barnes a B plus. I think he is really good. He's really good in the locker room. He's good on the court. I think his body of work has been really good. I'm giving him a B plus. All right, Keegan Murray, who is the rookie of the month in December, has been starting pretty much the whole season. Where do you have him? Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give. Let me go first this time. I'm going to give him a B. All right. I think he's had lulls, and I'm giving him a B because of his rebounding. All right. He's actually been shooting the ball much better in January, particularly from three. But his rebounding has been such that it's not good, so much so that Mike Brown publicly got on him just a few nights ago for his rebounding. So I'm going to give him a B. I understand that he's a rookie. I get all of that, but I'm giving him a B. Yeah, Grant, I'm with you. I, I'm going to give him a B. I, I started leaning a little bit towards a B plus, but uh, I thought Jerry Reynolds made a very good point that he's playing out of position. And as a rookie, I, I think three is the natural position for him, like uh, Jerry said. And he has come in, started most games. Um, he shot the ball very well. Uh, he has made some explosive plays here and there, but he is still a little bit robotic and hesitant. Um, the rebounding is a problem. I think that's going to come with time. That's also going to come with his body you know, changing and maturity in the league. But overall, to get that level of run and to play through an injury, because he's got a banged up thumb yep. too, I'm going to give him a B. All right. Uh, the grade for Fox. Thanks for just joining us. We appreciate that. Uh, Ryan gave him a B plus. I gave him an A minus. All right. So B plus for Ryan, A minus for me. All right. Let's go. We, so we gave Sabonis an A plus. All right. So we're uh, five. Let's go to Terrence Davis. What are you giving him? I'm going to give Terrence Davis a C plus. I think it's been inconsistency for him. Uh, We're either getting 20-point nights like tonight or a DNP, which he can't do anything about other than being on the practice court. But he has been an important part to this king, or to this team. He just hasn't gotten enough minutes overall to really make a huge impact, in my opinion. Okay. What about Davion Mitchell? Davion Mitchell, I'm going to give him a B-minus. And if we were only grading on defense, he'd be getting an A. 
the offensive game for him is still coming along. It's start. It needs to start coming along a little bit quicker, but I think we need to realize he's not a starting point guard in this league, or at least for this team for now, he is that defensive stopper and offense is not the strong suit for him, but the positive is he can have outbursts at times. All right. I'm going to give him a C plus. I just think offensively, he has been so bad for the most part. I, I understand he's a defensive player, but I expected more of him on that other side of the ball in his second season. So for that reason, all right, I'm going to give him a C plus. I think he's actually taken a step back offensively this year, Ryan. And for that reason, yeah. I'm giving him a C plus. Yep. Christopher agrees with me. All right. All right. Uh, you know, I, we won't do the whole team, but Malik Monk, I got to give him an A, right? I got to give Malik Monk an A. Uh, I, you know what, Grant? I got to give Malik Monk probably like an 88. Okay. Uh, he's been excellent. Don't get me wrong. He is, you know, the spark off the bench for this team. But there is a little too much dribbling, on my opinion. And there's a okay. lot of possessions that are lost. Uh, he'll drive that baseline, jump in the air, and get stuck and turn it over. Um, I'd like to see him share it a little bit more, but he has been excellent nonetheless. So B right. plus for me. All right, you go first, Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles. Uh, I'm going to give him a B straight up. I think Trey has been, he's been extremely calming for this team in times off the bench when things have been, you know, a little panicked and hectic. He can shoot the three ball well. He can bang inside. Um, and he plays very well with uh, mm -hmm. Sabonis. So I, I think a B all the way around for him. Uh, someone said I'm giving a lot of A's. I'll tell you why I'm giving a lot of A's because the Kings are fourth in the West uh, and they're five games over 500. And so when a team is playing that well with their record and they have the best offense in the NBA and a lot of people, myself included, did not think this team would be in the playoffs this year, meaning top eight. I thought they could be a nine or ten and get in a play in. I'm giving them an A. I mean, I can't sit there and say go back to October before the season began. And if you told me, gee, Grant, the Kings are going to be five games over 500 halfway through the season, I would like no way. And now that they are, I'm going to reward them for that. I'm rewarding them for being 23 and 18 at the All-Star break. And in my math, that's an A. So I'm giving the team an A, and I am giving a lot of A's out because I think they've achieved that. Maybe I'm too easy of a grader, but I think this team, this Kings team right now is fourth in the West. Why would I not give them high grades? Yep. They, they've overachieved, Grant. They have overachieved. I think that right. is fair. And? We have to, again, talk about the health of this team, which has been really, really good. And I am nervous about that in the second half. All right. The Kings are fourth. Their percentage points ahead of fifth place Dallas. But you see, here's what they've been able to do. All right. Look at Golden State, that they're in seventh. Golden State has 21 losses. and But then it drops down to Utah in eighth, has 23 losses. Five games back in a loss column is significant. That's significant. Do not yes. discount that. So the Kings have having a nice little pad right now, okay? They do indeed. And it's one of those things that they need to continue building on, which is very obvious to say, mm -hmm. but I'm very confident that I think they can if they come out and play like they did tonight. All right. You want to go by any other players, or we just pretty much do the top seven or eight? Um. Well, let's do, I saw in the comments, Monty McNair. Well, I, I got to give Monty McNair an A. 
there's no question about that. I got to give him an A. So, I mean, are we, if we're talking about this year, probably an A plus, but overall an A, I still can't give him, I still think the Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, decision was a terrible decision. So for that reason, overall, I can't give him, you know, that A plus, but I got to give him an A. Quite frankly, I got to give him an A. Yeah, uh, he, he's a solid A for me. When I think about Monty, I think of two words, patience and calculation. Yep. And he has, in a very short period of time, put this team in a position to be five games over 500 um, halfway through the season. So solid A. All right, Jerry Reynolds' performance on the uh, live shows. Well, you don't see what <laughs> we see behind the scenes. So we're going to give him a D. All right, because there are some times when it's literally 30 seconds before air, and I'm like, Ryan, do we got Jerry? Is he ready to go or not? And Ryan's working behind the scenes. So, no, actually, Jerry being a technological nitwit, um, I'm actually going to give Jerry – I love Jerry. I can't do it. I got to give him a C plus. <laughs> Ryan, you're behind the scenes with Jerry more than I am. <laughs> what, what grade are you giving Jerry from a IT point of view, the uh, IT wizardry getting on YouTube? So here's the thing. Jerry, at the start of his appearances on the show, that just wasn't turning in his homework, but he knew the material, right? Like, he knew he could do it. So um, if I didn't give him all this extra credit work to do to catch up, it would be in the D range. But now he he caught up. He understands. So I'm going to give him a B. He, he knows what he's doing now for the most part. Right. We can't control Miss Reynolds and we can't control the uh, power going out. There you have it, right? Yeah. All right. Jerry will appreciate that by you, by the way. And uh, <laughs> Jerry probably will go, well, that's typical, Grant, being a hard ass on me. So, you know, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Mike Brown might be the coach of the year if they end up going 23 yeah. and 18 in the second half of the season. I could see him being a uh, leading candidate for coach of the year. Absolutely. You know, yep. absolutely. Yeah, I gave Monty McNair an A. Uh, again, I can't give him an A plus because I, I think he made a big mistake on Bogdan Bogdanovich, but that's okay. You know, you, everyone's going to make mistakes from time to time. His drafting has been very good. So, you know, he drafted Tyrese Halliburton. You got Sabonis. That's a great move. The trade was great. You draft uh, Davion Mitchell, who, again, at that time, seems to be a good draft pick. I think most people would agree that Keegan Murray was a good draft pick. So, I think he's done a very nice job. No question about that. Yep. And he looks good in red shoes, red slippers. Excuse me. <laughs> did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, I'm not familiar. I don't watch the Kings feed, so I don't really know about what the announcers are saying or what they're not saying uh, when the beam is lit. So, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I really don't. Yeah. All right. I'm not, uh, I... Yeah. What are you going to say, right? I was going to say, I'm here with you guys once the beam's being lit. So hard to say. Uh, Hit the like button. Also, if you have not yet subscribed, we would really appreciate that if you would hit the subscribe button. We're going to be doing a lot more content coming up in the uh, second half of the season, beginning with the Lakers game. Uh, We will be coming on at halftime. And so we're looking forward to that. We'll do a little halftime show and then we'll be on YouTube after the game against the Lakers. I'll come on, do a post game show. We'll do it after the Spurs game for a little bit. Probably won't be that long. I'm just going to be honest with you in the middle of what's going on football worldwise. But, you know, we will uh, come on for sure. All right. We'll come on for sure. Eduardo, we appreciate you, buddy. And I hope that uh, everything is over doing well in uh, South America, over in Chile. Uh, Good job right there, buddy. Good job right there. So, again, the final score tonight, the Kings... Uh, put 139 on the board, and uh, they, in that 
third quarter, took complete control of the game, took complete control of the game, putting over 40 points uh, and they cruise. And now it is on the road at San Antonio and at the Lakers. Five games over 500. I'm giving the Kings an A, an A for the first half of their season, an A. What will the grade be after 82 games? Health will determine that, in my opinion. If this team stays healthy, they're going to the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely, Grant. It's going to be a fun ride the next 41, and let's hope we uh, see something consistent to what we've seen thus far this season. This is a really great suggestion. Whoops, sorry. This is a really great suggestion. You know what? I'll tell you what. I will do a couple of shows. I'll tell you what. That's a fabulous suggestion. I think that's a great idea. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do YouTube. We'll do the YouTube for the Lakers game because I've already promoted that. And then after that, maybe I'll see what it sounds like doing halftime on Listen App where we can actually have some give and take. I think that's great, don't you? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you this. The first half of the Kings season. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like Kings basketball. Oh, boy. There you have it. There you have it. Oh, by the way, uh, the website will be up this weekend. Zoom180.com. Thank you, Cody. Matter of fact, I got a peek at the website today. Awesome with a capital A. You'll be able to order your Zoom 180 flashlight this weekend. All right? So the website will be up. Go to zoom180.com. I don't think it's up yet, but it will be this weekend, and you can get uh, your order in. I've already got mine in, and I cannot wait. It's a phenomenal, revolutionary new flashlight. How about that? The best phrase in all of sports. Well, I don't know about that, but thank you very much. And this does make me feel old. Grant is actually my childhood. I appreciate that. means a lot to me. I I, it, I actually, you know, one of the neatest things for me is to meet an adult who has got a young son or a daughter and they come up to me and go, wow, I used to listen to you as a kid and now my kids are listening to you. And I'm like, wow, that, that's just, it's pretty amazing. It's a neat thing for me. It really is. I love that. that I, I can't imagine what that would be like, Grant. That's so cool. So cool. NBA guard, NBA guru, rather, Zach here. Great win. Love the entire crowd calling the traveling avail- of traveling violation. Well, you know what, Zach? Fix the damn meters on the ramps, would you please? Because I have to come to Sacramento soon, and I don't want to be aggravated. There you have it. Hey, Zach, I appreciate <laughs> you. You know that, right? Uh, we actually do have some merchandise that's going to be coming your way yeah. pretty soon. So Yep, pretty soon. Look for that soon. announcement as well. Yeah. Let's hear a story, Grant. Well, you got to give me a topic. I just can't go off and give you a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, everyone's got stories. So here's one for you. Grant, I grew up listening to you and I'm getting married this year. You're definitely invited. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And I hope you have a great wedding and a great life. And uh, I hope that uh, you are very, very, very happy. All right. Very happy. Oh, boy. I was the uh, sports director of Channel 31. Beginning in July of 1987. How about that? Man. Wow. Yeah. 
That's a long time ago. Memory. Uh, no, a it's newscast a nobody time. watched. Nobody watched. So it's uh, all good. All right. So uh, Dorian will do that. I'll, I will do some half times uh, on Listen App as well so we can have uh, some conversation uh, back and forth. Is the show over? Well, we're still talking. So no, the show is not over. If the show were <laughs> over, there would be nothing to see. We wouldn't be on. So no, the show, the show is not over. But it's going to be over here in a moment. Rhino, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friend. And thank you for your contributions thank and you. everything you do here on the channel. And for me and everyone else, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Grant. Uh, same to you. Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. Enjoy the football and on to San Antonio. Absolutely. All right. Take care, buddy. See you. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Good stuff right there. And uh, thank you so much for everyone and what you do on our platform. Uh, we absolutely love it. Hello to South Carolina. And I agree with you. Ryan has been a great addition. Very, very happy. And yeah, Walt and I were uh, best friends. We used to go out to dinner. We used to go to TGIF Fridays almost every night for dinner because his break and my break were at the same time. So we used to go out to dinner all the time. Walt and I hung out all the time. I have the utmost respect for Walt. Great, great friend of mine. Great friend of mine. Really is. All right. Tell you what. Thank you for your support. You have a good weekend. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you after the Spurs game right here. On if you don't like that with Grant Napier. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.